before your presence, confessing that we are wrong and you are right, that we are weak, but thou art strong. And God, we need a word, a rima this morning. Feed us till we want no more. Strengthen us where we're weak and build us up where we're torn down. And God, we thank you that we're coming out with a shout. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Praise you. Hallelujah. We greet you in the precious, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And hopefully today we will enter into a realm of deep theological thought as we propose and process the unadulterated word of God. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 17, the high priestly intercessory prayer of Jesus uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. John chapter 17, and uh, in John, there is a scripture I want to point out before we get started. My operative word today is truth truth. In John 17, 17, it reads as follows, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. This verb in verse 17, sanctify, is where God sets us apart. Hmm. But it's more than just setting us apart. It's setting us apart for a specific purpose. And what's involved in this word sanctify is that so that the believer as God sets us apart, is that the believer wants what God wants. And the believer hates what God hates. 
So when God sanctifies us, he doesn't just, amen, make a pass of uh, us being forgiven. It is actually setting boundaries. And those boundaries are theologically that once God comes into my life through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, once I'm saved, God begins to set me apart from myself. Yeah. My past, my pain, my history. God, God begins to set us apart so that ultimately we carry out his will. That, that's, that's the fact that it changes our desires. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and it's here, it's here that I want to I wanna use this as a diving board into this truth uh, a DNA of his deity. What is truth? That was the question that Pilate asked Jesus when Jesus was uh, arrested. And, and by the way, St. John, the movement in St. John is very fast. That you move from um, Jesus preaching uh, at a wedding and uh, being at a wedding and changing water to wine and meeting with Nicodemus in the third chapter at night and meeting a woman at the well in chapter four and uh, relieving this victimized man when uh, in chapter 5 when he asked the man, do you want to be healed? And then preaching on a hillside, feeding 5,000, really 30,000, when he said, I am the bread of life. And, and, and when you get to, uh, amen, chapter 10, he's the shepherd. And uh, chapter uh, 11, he's the resurrection and the life. And chapter 15, he's the true vine. And chapter 16, he talks about the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth and uh, in chapter 17 he's in the garden praying he's arrested uh, after his prayer he's arrested and then he's taken from judgment hall to judgment hall and he appears first in front of Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and then they take him to Pilate and when they took him to Pilate here's what the religious leaders had a nerve to say we don't kill people in our law meaning listen we don't put people to death under Jewish law. Therefore, that determined what kind of death he was going to die because crucifixion was a Roman death. Do I have a witness? God is so profound. God is so deep that God takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary. God takes the mundane and performs a miracle. God, God takes man's mess and uses it to manifest himself. Isn't that right? So he gets in front of a pilot, and then Pilate said, well, let me ask you a question. What is truth? And, and, and so the whole uh, movement of John, the whole movement of John, the whole movement of John is critical to you understanding uh, who Jesus is. And, and, and um, so uh, truth is God's barometer of what exemplifies and epitomizes God's person, God's principles, God's prerogatives, as well as that which promotes his purposes. Truth to God is like DNA is to man. This DNA, the oxyribonucleic acid. Now, I asked the nurse, what does DNA mean? She said, I don't know. I said, what kind of mess is this? I had to get a doctor from St. Matthew's this morning 
Dr. Uh, Larry Parishwise, it's a medical doctor, she told me, and I still pronounced it wrong, but anyway, moving right along. Uh, it's a long term, it is a self-replicating material present in all living organisms which serves as the main constituent of chromosomes. DNA is the carrier of uh, genetic information. It, it, it is, it is in fact, it has a genuine facet, it, it, it has a generational facet, it has a generic facet, and when we see truth, we recognize that truth is associated with not only God, but God's wisdom, his word, his way, and his worship. That God and truth are inextricably connected. You cannot pull them apart. You can't, you, you can't pull God from truth, nor truth from God. And, 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 and by the way, when we begin to look at um, this word truth, we recognize that this word truth has, it affects what we believe. It affects our faith. It affects our faith, who we believe in and what we believe. It affects our sense of um, freedom, yeah, what standards and what byproducts are there so that I am free from Satan's self and sin. And then third, it affects our fellowship, how we love and fellowship one with another in this liberation of family. And, and so God's truth directs us in our decision-making. And, and, and this is why, um, you know, on, on Wednesdays, and, I, and I'm moving on, we were dealing with the sower and the seed from Matthew chapter 13, and we were saying that three-fourths, 75% of the seed does not germinate because there's something blocking it. The waysider, the, you know, so forth, so on, the thorns and thistles. And one of the things we said is that God is the sower, he sows the seed, the seed is the word, and the soil in which the word is sown is, listen to this, is the condition of our hearts. So if your heart is not conditioned by the Holy Spirit, the principles of God will never germinate. You will not grow. You, you will hear a bunch of information and, and there will be no amen identification and there will be, the reason you can't grow is because the the, the, the seed has got to get in good soil. Can I get a witness? That the sower sowed. And, and, and Isaiah talks about breaking up the fallow ground before you got to plow, before you can seed, and you got to water it, and so forth, so on. You got to weed it. You got to, you know. The thing is that one of the things we've been discussing is how, how does the principle, how can the principles of God, amen, how can the principles of God affect my heart? How can the principles of God affect my heart? And here's where we need to kind of get some imagery of what's going on on the inside. First of all, the reason we cannot make the principles applicable is because the heart, the soils, are saturated with pain. 
They're pains. There are things there in your heart and my heart that will not allow the word of God to germinate. It will not allow the God, uh, word of God to germinate. So God comes along and God, and, and I was saying this Wednesday, that before we react in the flesh back to the old nature, we need to learn to pause, give pause, count to 10, whatever, let the Holy Spirit come in and then practice the presence of the Holy Spirit. Practice the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that right? Well, the thing is that this truth that I'm talking about helps us in our decision making. If I got to make a critical decision and I'm praying through the word, I'm praying in the word, I'm praying by the word, God is going to make sure that I am not sidetracked. Are you getting me? If you continue in my word, then you will know the truth and it's the truth that will set you free. Isn't that right? John chapter 8. And, 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 so, and so, child of God, it, it, it not only helps direct my decision making, but it helps me develop and delineate proper doctrines. There's a falling away from truth. There's not a falling away so much from the church. There's a falling away from the truth. People do not want the truth. They want a trick. They want a treat. They don't want the truth. So ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lie. So if you are waiting for me to give you an answer that satisfies you, that ain't truth. The truth might hurt you. Can I get a witness? You know, my mother put it this way, I don't mean no harm, but you need a haircut. Can I get a witness? Now, now that meant your mother and father are going to tell you something folk in the street ain't going to tell you. Your friends are not going to level with you. Some of your family's not going to level with you. But we got to speak the truth in love. I'm preaching up in this place. That, that means you don't, you don't broadcast through the whole church what, what God is telling you to say to one person. You pull them to the side and in love, you say, listen, baby, listen. Da, da, and, and give them the truth. That, that is, it not only helps us in our decision-making, directs us, amen, and establishes our doctrines, but it discloses for us darkness. The truth teaches us how to stay away from darkness. Because the truth gives discernment. My God. And, and a lot of Christians are not discerning. We got heat, but no light. We got of, we have a, <laughs> we have a form of godliness, but no power. The power of your prayers and the power of truth says that God didn't ask me to give my opinion and hold on to that. God told me to take his word and hold on to that. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and it's the power of the word and the power of the promises that will help us, Lord have mercy, in all of our initiatives. So, so it's here, it's here that this, this word truth is the Greek word aletheia, which means unconcealed, real, ideal, genuine, distinctive from false. And Jesus Christ personifies 
the truth, integrity, sincerity, and the DNA of Almighty God is truth. So this morning, we're just going to talk about the embodiment of truth and, and, and the examination through truth and the eventuality of truth. That is, that when we look at this word truth, and I'm going to get into some heavy theology this morning, so I, I, I would advise you learn to take notes and you can go back and look at them. But uh, praise the name of Jesus that you belong, and we got a great church, you belong to a church that's known for the truth of the word. No, no, known for the truth of the word. And, and uh, um, any feeding that is not of truth is a lie and is making the sheep sick. Be careful, be not many teachers or preachers, you're going to receive the greater kind. So when you get up and you got a whole library of commentaries and you have no way of checking out what's true and what's false, but you're going to teach it, you become responsible for poisoning people. Are y'all getting me? Yeah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And, 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 and so the first thing that we see in this, in this, in this area is, is, is God's person is the embodiment of truth, a general, a, a genuine facet of God. Turn back to John chapter 1 real quick. John chapter 1, and, and I know you know it, but uh, I, I, I guarantee you're going to learn something this morning. In John chapter 1, and, and, and then we're going to look at John chapter 14. In John chapter 1, and John chapter 14 helps us to immediately see the embodiment of truth, that Jesus personifies truth through the, listen, through, through the person and privileges and prerogatives of Almighty God. So in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, and, 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 and understand, stop, pausing part. I don't have time to deal with this, but uh, there, there is no word, the New Testament written in Greek, and the Old Testament written in Hebrew and Aramaic. There's no way, there's nothing in the Greek language to explain what I'm about to say. In the beginning. When we're dealing with God, there never was a beginning. He is the wasness of was. He always was. In, in the beginning was the word, the logos, the logos, the logos. And, 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 and one, uh, one commentator put it like this, that in the beginning, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, were just beholding each other's glory in suspended animation. There was no universe. There was no heavens. There were no angels. They were just beholding each other's glory. And God the Father said, I got a plan. And the Son said, I'll make the payment. And the Holy Ghost said, and I'll sign, seal, and deliver it. I'm the witness. Uh, do I have a witness? And, 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 and Jesus was willing to break ranks with the Godhead to save our souls. This logos, this logos, and the word was God, and, 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 and it's, it's personified as he is eternal God, he is creator God, he is redemptive God. That's the, gen, that's, that's the genuine facet of God. 
But then in verse 14, it says, and the word was made flesh. Now we move to the generic. Jesus takes on humanity without compromising his divinity. Perfect God, perfect man. Hypostatic union. Are y'all getting this? And so, and, so, and so what begins to happen is that when we look at what John is talking about in flesh, that the Bible truth supports three persons in the Godhead. All are equal, all are independent, and yet they're interdependent. God the Father sent the Son, the Son went back and sent the Holy Ghost. Are y'all getting this? And one of the things we have to wrestle with theologically is who in the world was God talking about when he dealt with plurality? In Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image. Well, he wasn't talking to angels because angels are not in the image of man. I'm preaching up in this place. Let us make man in our image. The word image doesn't mean you look like God. The image means that God is moral. Mm. Yeah. God, uh, yeah, God is moral. We only got two types of bathrooms out there. If you've been watching the news. And we're not asked, and we're not going to add a third. Leave that one alone. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I don't care what Trenton says. I don't care what you say. God created Adam and Eve. Period. Now they fight no bathrooms. Somebody got to preach it. If you want to be a preacher, don't be no chump. Stand on the word. I don't want to offend nobody's feelings. That's why they're going to hell. Offend their feelings. Tell them the truth. Well, Uh, oh God I was no good fornicator, ran the streets did my thing the same applied to me are y'all getting this picture God didn't make any excuses so Raymond Gordon's feelings wouldn't be hurt did he? no he didn't John the Baptist's head got chopped off because John was bold enough to go in and say, Philip, you cannot have your brother's wife. Y'all remember that? And then the damsel danced. And we got some damsels in church. They can dance. The damsel danced and pleased Herod. And Herod said, whatever you want to the half of my kingdom, I'll give it to you. She said, I went ahead of John the Baptist and, 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 and Harry got upset because he ain't want to kill John the Baptist. But they chopped his head off. Why? Because he spoke out. And when you speak out on truth, expect people to not like it. 
Now, you got to be living at home when you start preaching like this now. Don't, don't, be, up, don't be up here preaching and you got a, you got a nightlife. I thought I threw that in there parenthetically. Is that, is that pastor? Two o'clock in the morning. Is that him? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Check this out, though. Hmm. When we look at God, and, and then when you get to John 14, 6, don't turn. Jesus says, and he uses an article in the Greek, the word article has the, he said, uh, uh, Philip was asking questions. Well, how do we know the way? Jesus said, I am the eternality of me. I am the article way. Meaning, there's only one way. There's only one way. There's only, there's only one yellow brick road to get to the odds. Are y'all, are y'all getting this? I, I am the way. No other God, no other faith. I am the way. I am article, the truth. One truth. One truth. You can't have a multiplicity of truths. There's only one truth, and I am the life. Anything that's not in me is dead. Lord, have mercy. He is God. He's incomprehensible in his knowledge. He's omniscient. He knows all things. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's omnipotent. He has all power with no boundaries. Can I get a witness? Uh, uh, and in fact, God, God, God is love. Love ain't God. God is love. Isn't that right? God is integrity. The word, hey, God, God is the God of cause and effect. Some of the, listen, some of the uh, 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 theological arguments for the existence of God is the cosmological argument. That everything that God uh, uh, caused had an effect. Can I get a witness? When the sun comes up, the moon goes down. Are, y- are y'all with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and not only is he the God of cause and effect, but he, he is also, Lord have mercy, he's also the God of order, and they call him a watchmaker. That's the theological argument. That God, 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 one of his attributes is order. Psalm, Psalm 8, when I think, when I consider the heavens, the moons, the sun, the star, the moons, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Amen. Only God. Man can do it. I'm, I'm not talking about atheism. I'm not talking about amen. Any other ism. I'm talking about not secularism, not humanism. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about only God can have a black cow eat green grass and give white milk. Only God can do something like that. Hmm. This, uh, then there's the ontological argument where God has put a void in man and he has convicted man and man has a concept, whether he's going to hell or not, that there is a God. There is a God. There's a vacuum, there's a hole in man that only Jesus can fill. That's the ontological argument of in theology. And, and when you begin to look at this uh, matter of, of God, we were saying this morning that there are two extreme 
systematic theological positions. One is Arminianism, the other is Calvinism. Now, those names are not in the Bible, but listen, listen, listen to the pastor, but the biblical philosophies are. So under Arminianism, amen, there is universal redemption. That's nowhere to be found in the Bible. If there's universal redemption, nobody should be going to hell. If Jesus died for everybody, then why do we have a hell? You can't have both. You can't say that Jesus died for everybody and rose for everybody, but you got folk going to hell. Something's wrong with that theology. Do I have a witness? Oh, the Lord loves everybody. Yes, he loves humanity. But God gave, this is systematic theology, God, God gave, listen, general revelation, then he gave specific revelation. General revelation is for everybody. There is a God. Specific generation points to Jesus. Can I get a witness? Hang in there with me. I'm, 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 I'm trying to teach you some of this theology. So Arminianism deals with universal redemption, deals with unlimited atonement, that he atoned for unlimited amount of people. Sufficient grace is supplied to anyone that can believe. That's Arminianism. It's a work system. If I live right, heaven belongs to me. Where the heck you get that from? Heaven don't belong to you. First of all, you can't live right. Heaven doesn't belong to you because you live right. Heaven doesn't belong to you because you don't smoke cigarettes no more and you don't drink liquor no more and you ain't snorting no more and you ain't cussing no more. That ain't why you going to heaven. You're going to heaven because somebody died in your place. Somebody got up on that cross and said, forgive them, for they know not what they Somebody said, it is finished. Yes, yes. If I do gymnastics, if I speak in tongues, if I run up and down the aisle, Lord have mercy. See, listen, I understand the flesh nature. See, we got two natures. Don't we have two natures? Those of you who say, if you say, if you got two, I got the old and the new. If you unsaved, you only got one. So when you cut your TV on and folk are shooting and killing and, 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 and doing all that, it shouldn't surprise you. That's what sinners do. They sin. And you can't rehabilitate. Uh-oh. I'm messing up now, Doc. You can't rehabilitate a sinner. Ah, a sinner's got to be saved. Do I have a witness? God ain't moving furniture around. God ain't changing carpet. God ain't painting walls. When God comes in, he's bringing a whole new house. Well, you know, well, if we give him more education, and we, now they, they done knocked all these projects down from New York all the way down to Florida, and they done made these nice new homes for the people. See, that's rehabilitation. Oh, that's good. At least they ain't got to live in the projects. Just keep looking at your watch. I keep telling you about that monkey. 
Let me, let me, let me tell you about the donkey. A man went to the zoo, 34th of spring, 34th of spring, got it, look, look, got a monkey, clipped his hair, bathed him, put cologne on him, put a top hat on him, put a tuck on him, put a cane in his hand, brought the monkey to church, had the monkey in, by the hand, and had the monkey sit on the front bench, and the monkey was sitting there, even opened the Bible and put it on the monkey's lap. And the monkey was sitting there, and everybody said, oh my goodness, that monkey is well behaved. But in 10 minutes, the monkey went back to his true nature. He starts swinging on the chandeliers. He starts itching himself. Can I get a witness? And when you're not saved, it's only a matter of time before you go back to what you was before somebody tried to rehabilitate you. You cannot rehabilitate a dope addict. You cannot rehabilitate a dope pusher. You cannot rehabilitate a gangster. They need to be saved. Blood washed. Blood bought. Born again. That's why when I'm up here preaching, I every periodic I keep looking back at these ministers. I'm trying to wait <laughs> to see what's really in them. They know I love them. So, so listen. Arminianism is man meeting God in the process, but Calvinism. And there's an extreme of five-point Calvinism. There's an acronym called TULIP, T-U-L-I-P. Now, this is me. T is total depravity. There's nothing in man that can help him spiritually. That's total depravity. We are totally depraved. And you who were dead, weren't we dead? And trespasses and sins. I had sisters come in this church over the years. Pastor, yeah, I met this guy. He's a nice guy. He loves the love. Mm -hmm, okay, uh-huh. I didn't heard this one before. Uh-huh. Monkey getting ready to break out. And all we got to do is look at him long enough. Just keep watching. Just keep watching. And when your daughter comes with her monkey, just, just keep watching him. Don't buy the hype. Oh, he's a nice guy, and his mother goes to church. God ain't got no grandchildren. Do I have a witness? I'm preaching up in this place. Hmm. Total depravity is the T. U is unconditional election. You can't earn it. God didn't choose you because you earned it. God chose you because he wanted to choose you. Lord have mercy. This ought to make you run around the church. And, 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 then, and then the L is limited atonement. Matthew one twenty one says, and, and his name shall be Jesus, for he shall give his life for his sheep, his personal pronoun, his sheep, the sheep of election. The ones he elected, he's dying for. I know this is tough. 
The I is irresistible grace. That when the grace of God calls you, you can't tell God, God, thank you, but I'm checking out. I, I, I don't choose to come. Irresistible grace says when he calls, you come. Can I get it? Because there's power in the call. I'm trying to teach St. Matthew something. There's, there's power. See, see, this is why I go off every Sunday because I wasn't thinking about God. Yeah, my heart was not to live for God. I didn't come to my senses. I was out there doing my thing, but one day, somebody started talking to my heart. One day, somebody called me out of darkness and translated me to his marvelous. One day, I didn't change overnight. Can I get a witness? I was still struggling with the same sins, but God. The more he got me in this word and in the fellowship, the truth starts setting me free. I had a freedom in me to walk away from stuff. I had a freedom to say no to stuff I loved in the past. That's what this thing is all about. He called me. Out of darkness. Then translate me to his marvelous life. My God. But wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute, Lord. Why me? I grew up in South Philly with boys on the corner who, some of them are dead. Some doing life bits in jail. Some were gangsters. Some were drug pushers. Some, some got shot to death. Why, why me? God said, because I elected you. Before the foundation of the world. Jeremiah 1, before you was in your mother's womb, I sanctified you. Can I get a witness? And child of God, don't get discouraged because you don't see people in your family saved today. God can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it and how he wants to do it. And God may very well do it. He's just not doing it according to your precepts. Because, and this one's deep, their adversity might enrich, yeah, your commitment to him. God's got a vehicle to keep us on our knees, doesn't he? I, I, don't, I don't know about you. God's got a vehicle to keep us on our knees. And if he does too much too fast, we're going to come off our knees and think he owns it to us. Hmm. And then the P is the perseverance of the saints. We are kept by the what power of God. Now let me stop. I'm, 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 I'm coming at it. I'm coming at it. This is systematic theology. Whew. I listen to church folk. And I don't say nothing. I just look at it. I say, well, they're ignorant. They don't know. The only reason I stopped what I was doing and the only reason I can't go back to that life is not because I'm strong. It's because I'm kept. Are y'all understanding that? I'm being kept. Isn't that right? I'm being kept by the power of God. It's, it's called the perseverance of the saints. So, so when we look at the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, when we look at this matter of the embodiment of truth, God says, I'm all that. Now, whether you're Arminian or Calvin, Calvin, Calvinistic, 
I believe I'm like a 4.5 Calvinist, not 5. And the only reason I'm not 5 is because Brother Arnold sitting behind me. <laughs> but I believe it's all grace, all God's love, all God's power, yeah. all God's will. Yeah. I, I believe that the only reason we're sitting here is because Jesus did it all. Amen. Can I get a witness? He did everything we need. He did it all. He did it all. Look at the second thing I want to look at. God's, not, not just God's, uh, amen. And this, this, this is, it really gets deep. God's principles and purposes are examined through truth. Now, this is the generated facilitator. In other words, truth is what God is going to use to examine everything and everybody. Not your opinion or my opinion. Hmm, truth. He's going to examine people, programs, promotions. He's going to examine things in secrecy, things in silence, things, amen. Uh, uh, and in fact, Deuteronomy 1919 says, the secret things belong to the Lord. And the revealed things belong to us. Now, what, what do you mean by that? And Moses wrote Deuteronomy. You don't have to play CSI and detective. Anything done in secret or darkness, God says, I got it. My God. Everything secret belongs to him. Good, bad, or indifferent. Everything revealed belongs to us. Right? So what is revealed? Well, my praise and worship should be revealed. Uh, studying my word should be revealed. Tithing 10% should be revealed. I already revealed that to you. I ought to get quiet now. <laughs> Walking in the light is revealed. The fruit of the Spirit, nonfold fruit, is revealed. Love, joy, peace, long suffering, tenderness, kindness, meekness. All, all, all those things are revealed. But God says, I got everything that's not revealed. And, and guess what? I'm not even going to allow them to be revealed to you. I got them. Hmm. that when we begin to look at the law of the harvest, that whatever we sow in the ground, we're going to reap. You're so busy worrying about what pastor's sowing that you keep missing what you're sowing. The deep thing about God is what we sow and when we sow it, the reaping process never comes back at that time. We can sow something now that's evil, wrong, dark, and God will let time go over and let you think you got away with something. And then we'll reap it later on. I'm going through stuff right now in my life that I've reaped in the world. And I've been saved 30-something years. I reap stuff that I'm still sowing. I got to fight mentally, emotionally, spiritually to stay above water. Because that's the life I lived. Now, the reaping and sowing process is not that God's going to bring every single initiative back. Don't get scared because when you got saved, you were washed. And God had mercy and God had grace. So God is not going to allow it all to come back. We can't be running around here lying to each other. Stop lying, Ephesians 4. 
Go get a job. Job. Book a job. Book a job. Stop being a victim. Everybody is not against you. Everybody's not plotting on you. You know, we get paranoid. Somebody came up to me about four months ago and said, Pastor, I need to say this. Tell what's wrong, baby? I, you were looking directly at me the whole time you was preaching. I said, first of all, I ain't seen you in three months. <laughs> That's your conscience. That's your alarm system going off. I got my own stuff. In fact, I don't understand how you can look over the fence at somebody else's stuff. I don't even understand that. I got so much stuff and junk that I got to spend with the Lord for. I don't have time to look at you. Now I got time to look over the fence, Sister Gordon, because uh, Adam said, the woman you gave me. But I, but I really don't have time. <laughs> don't y'all just love it? Don't we blame each other for our stuff? Come on, say amen. Don't we blame each other for our stuff? Well, you know why I'm not happy? You. You, you know why? You know why? You. Excuse me. I had people in 29 years of pastoring tell me I was the reason they fell into sin. I'm, I'm living in fornication because of you. I said, what did I do? Well, you know, you, you, uh, huh, huh, huh. I, I ain't living like that, dog. So, so, so one of the things we need to understand is that, and, and, and it's getting quiet here. We're going to get out of here. James says we all offend. Every last one of us. Every last one of us got a sin record of gossip, of judging, of this, of that. Come on now. And, 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 and what we got to be careful of when it comes to the truth, God has set up the truth as an examinational device. So in 1 Corinthians 11, listen to what it says. It says... If we would judge ourselves, krino is the Greek word, then God wouldn't have to judge you. It's, it's around the communion table. He said, look, if we just go to God and get, get together with God and say, God, I, I'm wrong. God, it's me that stands in the need of prayer. God, uh, my backyard is messed up. My life is messed up. My mind is messed up. My, and stop trying to blame your stuff on somebody else. Then he says, examine yourselves to make sure you're in the faith. Didn't he, didn't he say that? You better sit here and keep examining yourselves. Am I really saved? Or do I know all the church garden? There's stuff being per, uh, 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 perpetuated in churches that are despicable. Despicable. From the pulpit to the door. Ways of raising money. Ways of greed. Come on now. Whole lot of mess going on. And, and Jesus says, let him that is filthy stay filthy. I'm coming. And my reward is with me. It's, it's, it's there. Nobody getting away with anything. Ain't nobody getting away with anything. It's just the way we're programmed. 
years ago. And I told you a story. I wanted to take some young girls out to lunch. So I told Sister Gordon, she was working here. I said, I'm going to take them to lunch. They were like 17, 18, 19, whatever. I had a whole car load. I said, why? Well, right, we're going to lunch. And these senior citizens were coming up 42. I ain't never seen old people drive that fast <laughs> in my life. And I mean, they was, Aah! and I heard one of them say, that's Pastor. And we came to a red light, and they sitting there. They was, ah, ah. They and the car was the way, ah, ah. Pastor, is that you? I said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I look like with my sin record I can lose most of y'all going around the block what do I look like with my sin record at 12 o'clock noon having a car load of girls around the corner from the church what, what kind of mess I get me an old Volkswagen put me a Jimmy Walker wig on and say I'm John Green or Luther Jackson a little credit. I know how to sin. Some of us don't know how to sin. I'm not saying that to brag, but I done been out there and did that thing, Doc. Whew. Only church folk. Then they had nerve to come all spiritual. Pastor, is that you? I I I I I, 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 I ain't gonna tell you the rest I told him, but listen, I rebuked him. I said, This is crazy. You meant no good. This is what you would do. When we accuse others, we are imposing out what we would do onto that person. That's how I think. Isn't that right? That's, that's how I think. That's how I think. My God. And then the writer to the Hebrews on turn says, Obey them that had a rule over you, for they watch for your souls. Now let me say this to you. Much is given, much is required. God will chasten me and my family if I misuse this ministry. It's all through the Bible. Nobody gets away. If I'm stealing money, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm mismanipulating and doing this and doing that, God says, I got it. Trust me. But if I'm faithful and you take a shot at me, God's coming at you. Yeah, that's, that's what you got to understand. If, no, no, it's in the Bible. I need to teach you the Bible. I need to teach you the Bible. They watch for your souls. Make sure that when they give an account, it's not with grief. Because it will be unprofitable for you. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Do I have a witness? Yeah, let me preach looking at the clock because I'm going to preach it. You better be careful what comes out of your mouth. Because you're in a position to divide the flock with your opinions and your words. And you don't know what's on my plate. And, and, and unless you in meetings with me on Tuesday, you don't have an inkling what's going on in this church. There's more than meets the eye. 
Saul was a dog. Saul deserved to die. And David said, I ain't touching him. Let God touch him. I ain't touching him. David could have killed Saul three times. Wouldn't do it. His men slipped into Bethlehem at night and got him cool water. He pulled the water out as an offering to the Lord, and they left a spear at Saul's head saying to him, we could have killed you, but since you God's anointed, we ain't touching you. Y'all ain't getting this. And then Saul went on the battlefield, and David's best friend was Jonathan, Saul's son, and God allowed Saul to fall, then he allowed Jonathan to fall. We can hurt our loved ones by messing up in this place. Somebody got to preach it. And child of God, when we start talking about the principles, the purposes are examined through truth. God says, okay, whatever you say, do, or wherever you go, whatever, it's judged by the truth of the word. That's just the nature of the beast. So John chapter 8, Jesus says, he exposes the faith of freedom of fellowship and affliction. He says, look, if you continue in my word, truth, then you will know the truth. Inference, you don't know the truth. And the truth will set you I had, a, I had a dream last night. You know how close I was with my dad. I had a dream last night that we were playing ball in the street. It, it was crazy. And this trolley car came in between the game and stopped. One of them old-fashioned trolley cars with the things. And my dad, my dad came from the sideline and said, let me fix this so y'all can play again. And he got up and did something to the trolley car. And the trolley car rolled on. And then my dad turned around and said, y'all go on and play. I'm tired. I'm leaving. And I woke up like 4 o'clock in the morning like, oh, my God. But truth took over. Not my dream. The truth of the word took over. To be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. He's in glory. He's glorifying me. He's mad. Come on now. Can I get a witness? I, in, in other words, I'm not going to let a dream Get in the way of my joy. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and get your dream book and try to figure out what's going on. I'm going to rest in the promises of God. <laughs> Jesus. Finally, God's power is the eventuality of truth, the outcome. That means God has a sacred outcome. It is called, listen, this is called the secret will of God. When you look in the Greek, in Ephesians chapter 1, there's the wisdom. It, there, there, are, there are two different Greek words in Ephesians chapter 1 that deals with the will of God. One is the revealed will of God. The other is the secret will of God. Bolema and Thelema the two words the secret will of God is God saying only I know the outcome only I and I don't share that but only I know how your life amen is coming out do I have a witness 
And, and, and child of God, God, God does something strange in this eventuality of truth, in this outcome uh, of, of, of truth. God, God, God will not let a lie, amen, permeate your life. And, and what God will do, God will take preaching, prediction, and, and prophecy, and even our praise, and God will let it, amen, be, be circled in problematic situations, and God will let, amen, deep levels of attack and adversity obstruct us while we're trying to live right for us. This is where logic is laid aside, and lows turn into lies. This is where leverages are unrealistic. This is where prayers are postponed and this is where praise becomes paralyzed. When, when you start looking at your track record, you say, you know what? I tried to live right. I tried to do right. I praise God. I tired. I did this. I did that. And now I'm in all this hell and, and, and I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of going on another step. And then God uh, pulls back the curtains on his eventuality. God pulls back the curtains on his blessings. God pulled back the curtains, amen, on his predetermination, his promises, and his promotion. Can I get a witness? That's why Job said, and when I come forth. Notice Job didn't say, and if I come forth. Job said, and when I come forth. You coming forth. I'll be like pure gold. Let me tell you why you got to come forth. Because his name is in your plans. That's why you got to come out of this. That's why you got to shout. That's why you got to glorify his name because his name is never ashamed. Uh, do I have a witness? When you mention the name of Jesus, you need to watch out. <laughs> Don't mention Pastor Gordon. You might be in deeper trouble. Can I get a witness? But when you mention the name of Jesus, something's going to happen. When you mention the name of Jesus, somebody's going to shout. When you mention the name of Jesus, somebody's going to run. When you mention the name of Jesus, somebody's going to clap. Somebody's going to have joy. When you mention the name of Jesus, and when I uh -huh, come forth, I don't know when I'm coming forth. I don't know how I'm coming forth. But I know when I come out of this, I'll be like pure gold. So in the meantime, I'm going to brag up his name. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He'll bring revival. He'll bring reclaiming. And according to Joel 2, he'll bring restoration. And I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Well, wait a minute. When you go back to Joel's prophecy, it was partially fulfilled in the book of Acts, only partially. When you go back to Joel's prophecy in the Hebrew, God says, okay, Israel, because of your unfaithfulness, because of your abominations, because your priests weren't pure, because of all your mess, I'm going to send four different types of locusts. And what the first locust miss, the second locust won't miss. And what the second locust miss, the third locust won't miss. And what the fourth locust miss, uh, the third locust miss, the fourth locust won't miss. 
I'm going to send grasshoppers. I'm going to send locusts with teeth. I'm going to send locusts that gnaw. I'm going to send locusts that will just stick around and with their gums just bite on it. I'm going I'm to I'm send, send locusts at your vision. I'm going to send locusts at your vitality. I'm going to send locusts to eat up everything you're trying to do. But child of God, when we repent, if my people who are called by my name would just humble themselves and see my face pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Can I get a witness? So the prophet said, and I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I've had locusts in my life eating for years. Can I get a witness? But God going to stop my locusts. God going to kill my locusts. God going to wipe away my locusts. And when I come forth, I'm going to be like pure gold. I'm going to shout. I'm going to thank him. Because the truth, can I get a witness? I remember that old story in the 50s. Yeah, with the two cops from L.A. Uh-huh. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And one cop had a line he said every time. Dragnet. Remember Dragnet? And he always said, ma'am, just the truth, please. Remember that? They, they go in somebody's house and say, yeah, well, I, you know, ma'am, just the truth, 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 just the truth. That's what God said, just the truth, just the truth, just the truth, just the truth. And when truth is personified, it's the embodiment. When truth are in principles, it's the examination. And when truth is realized in power, it's the eventuality. That we're coming out in truth, praising his name. Because God is true and let every man be a liar. And Jesus personifies truth. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man, woman, or child can come to the Father but by me. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Praise his name. Praise his name. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, Jesus wants to save you. He died for your sins and burden rose again. Just raise your hand. Be honest with God. Say, I want to give my life to Christ. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Just raise your hand. Is there one? Love, the, love for you to join the family of God. Jesus paid the price. He paid it all. All to him I owe. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join our church in your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? We're living in a time where there is no truth. None. Everybody's lying. But God wants us to understand the power, the person, and the power of truth. Father, in Jesus' name, as we leave this place with never your presence, dismiss us with your choices and benediction. And as we go out the door, Lord, help us to fully entrust our lives to you, to the truth. May truth be transferred into our hearts. May truth lead God and direct us. May truth help us to watch our words. May truth 
Help us to watch our walk. May truth give us peace in the midst of problematic situations. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm waiting and trusting God for what he is going to do. God bless you. We love you. See you Wednesday. All singles and chosen in the alcove. See you Wednesday. Thank you.